Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, dear listeners. Hello. That word of greeting still rings a bell with a lot of people. I understand it is the main hit on the British pop singer Adele's new CD, 25. It sold more than two and a half million copies in the first week of its debut, breaking all records. It tells you that new songs by older and newer singers are in great demand. Mothers will hum their songs to babies. Teenagers will empty three them so they won't be left songless on the way to school or to the party. Even older folks will croon along despite the danger of experiencing a geritol moment when the memory of the words disappears out of sight and out of reach. Do you know any new songs? You can find a whole book of them called the Book of Psalms in the Bible. A great many of those psalms were written by a shepherd king called David. They're very special songs for God the Holy Spirit himself inspired David to sing them and to write them down. It is so, you won't find them mentioned very often by the mass media of today. And yet, They've been sung for 3,000-plus years by many people in many nations. Furthermore, they haven't lost their beauty, their power, and their direction. Yes, their direction for mankind still finding its way in this world so full of doubts and downers. I'm looking at one of those psalms, number 33, right now. It begins with a vigorous encouragement to shout for joy in the Lord. And who are to do so? O you righteous, says the psalmist, the righteous or the just, that is, people who honor the Lord, whose lives are not dictated by the frivolous and, worse, the sinful dictates of human beings, but by that gracious God who is worthy to be praised. The psalmist says that those righteous are to give thanks to the Lord, to make melody to him with ten-stringed instruments. Sing to him a new song, said the singer. Do it while playing skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. And that seems the Holy Spirit then would make it fit right in with today's modern music. So what does it mean? to sing to him a new song. Some scholars suggest that such a song is rare or choice. Another one says, it is one which springs up from the heart. Now, the Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning and that his faithfulness is great. Such new mercies demand new praise. They demand that time and again we say goodbye and good riddance 
to worn out and useless words that might elevate mankind's supposed worth, his or her achievements and place on the ladder of success, yet often they are words which give no thought to God's glory, his providence, and a display of his majesty which stares us in the face. That is, when we look more closely with joy to the Lord and with reverence in our hearts. The author of Psalm 33 wasted no time as he spoke of the upright, the truthful, and the just words of the Lord, as well as his steadfast love. And then he recalled how God created all things. No, not by allowing for some zillion-year-long process of evolution, which is nothing but an ill-conceived myth, but by his word, his word, as it is called in verse 6, the breath of his mouth. He spoke and called into being this vast and amazing universe of which so far we've only caught a glimpse. Because of God's amazing genius, by which he planned and engineered and called into being all animate and inanimate things, the psalmist said, in effect, Now you people, you who cherish this faithful God and Savior, sing to him a new song. He loves you to do that, that your words and your skillful movements on that ten-string guitar may reflect his righteousness and his justice. Go ahead, or as an ancient translation says, behave beautifully by singing in a joyful shout. Years ago, the Church of England knew it as, sing praises lustily unto him with a good courage. The psalmist went on to enumerate more reasons for singing such a new song to the Lord. He spoke of God's acts in history, in which he put his enemies to shame. He reminded his hearers of the fact that this Lord God from his throne on high knows the inner recesses, the plans, and the aspirations of a person's heart. He knows and he does more. He even delivers the soul that is the life of those who fear him from death. It is not strange that he should speak of the saving power of the Lord God. Many, very many of those beautiful songs do the same. For salvation, deliverance from sin and shame and death is at the heart of our reason to sing him a new song. Without that promise of salvation, fulfilled by Jesus Christ, made for the benefit of all who believe, we really would have no reason to sing. Any sounds we might utter would only be an endless funeral dirge. We'd have no hope, and really, life would be meaningless. Yet it is in the assurance of life that the psalmist rests in hope. That hope with its accompanying joy is echoed throughout the book of Psalms. O oh, sing to the Lord a new song, says another psalmist, one who wrote Psalm 98. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. He did not keep knowledge of that salvation, that deliverance to himself. Oh, no! 
The Lord has made known his salvation, said the singer. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. To be sure, it was in the first place to the house of Israel that he showed his steadfast love. But listen, all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. He had it proclaimed far and near that those who believe in Jesus Christ have every reason to rejoice and sing. Then, too, those believers know that in his righteousness or justice, the Lord God will judge the world. Those who reject him and heap scorn and abuse and unbelief at him will ultimately not get away with that. It has rightly been said that one of the main themes of the Psalms is that God saves his people but destroys his enemies. The very last book of the Bible is also rich in hallelujahs, mighty shouts of praise for all the wonders God has done. The book of Psalms records no less than 27 of those shouts of joy, those hallelujahs. But then time and again, you find the church of Christ acknowledging and praising God for his righteous judgments. I think of Revelation 19, a chapter which sings the praises of God who invites his true children to participate in what is called the marriage supper of the Lamb. It will be that grand and holy celebration of joy which the church may participate in on a new earth. And yet that chapter comes right on the heels of chapter 18, which pictures the fall of Babylon, that city which is the image of all that is false and perverted and stands in arrogant opposition to the Lord Jesus and his church. Would you and I sing a new song to the Lord for all the marvelous things he has done and will do? Then that song must be faithful to him and his word. May it be that your heart and mine will be right with the Lord. Then when you look to him and humble yourself before him, you too may be radiant. Then your face and mine will never be ashamed. For our song, made sparkling new by the blood and spirit of Jesus Christ, will resonate with him. It will be joined to that mighty hallelujah chorus which sings God's praises before his throne, now and forever. Amen. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs> 